Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, guys. I know all of the backstory on all of the characters to everything ever. Suck Do you? And that's Wells. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Sorry. I'm, I'm, my mind is just wandering like... Oh, you Chris, should see Chris the, has been the complaining Twitter. because I don't understand who Vision is. He, he wants to watch TV shows. He wants to know everything, but he doesn't want to have to do the homework to know everything. He just wants to know everything. And it's like, this is not the Matrix, Neo. Oh, yeah. I just joined y'all on Twitter today. I saw that. Yeah. Oh. It, it, it was just like. <sighs> yeah, it's we're, so it's like we're exhausting tra- at we're, some we're, point. We're, you know, like in bless his heart. We're trying really yes, hard. Yes, but bless his heart. Yeah, we're trying really hard, you know, and, and so like he's asking for help and we're, we're pointing him in the right directions. And it's like there comes a point where like I'm invested enough in MCU movies that in, in the content that I've got a pretty good feel for a lot of what goes on. But there's some of it that I don't fully grasp. And But Josh has been deeper into it for years and that's OK. Well, like you don't read the comics, bro. I mean, and this is, you know, and of course, this was after we had the conversation about uh, Westworld, and he was talking about how much work watching Westworld was and all the research and everything. And I'm like, okay, but like, but like MCU is difficult for you? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Please send us Pliny the Younger. <laughs> <laughs> we kid because we care. I mean, like, you know, if, if, if I didn't care about him, I wouldn't be. Well, yeah. Stuff. If we didn't really care, we wouldn't respond. No. I mean, we would just fucking leave him on read. Yeah. So yeah, I, I appreciate the fact that he's trying. Do you, you know, say leave him on read or leave, leave him on red? Leave him on red. I meant. <laughs> Shut up, Wells. That's only when he's been visiting read it. <laughs> I love read it. Be sure to check out our or read it our sub read it slash r slash crap beer cast. Oh, read it. Can you tell I had uh, a long fucking day at work? Assuming you haven't spent all your money on Wall Street beats. Mm, beats. Don't you see I'm on the beet diet? My teeth are red, Dwight. Mm. Must be something from the office. Yeah. I didn't really. I don't know. Josh has been through the office more times than I've been through Parks and Rec, and that's saying a lot. Jeez. I think we're on. Yeah, I can't even tell you how many times. Like, like I, I'm on my 37th, I think, pass through Parks and Rec right now. If If... If there wasn't other shit on Netflix to watch, I would have canceled Netflix on January 1st when the office left because that was my office player. Like, that's that weird, like, comfort show for me. Yeah, for no, no, that's where I am with Parks and Rec. It's yeah. my, I'm ready to go to sleep. I set the sleep timer for about 30 minutes, turn on an episode, and I make it through almost all. I, I'll usually make it through one and, like, I'll fall asleep partway through the next one. And yeah. It's always good times. Exactly. So, Wells, what's going on with the can shortages? Because I know that's a thing that's been happening. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, this so is the all Wells he's, news. He's completely distracted by homemade Dole Whip, and I don't blame him at all. Dole Whip. Dole Whip. 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 They whip. see my Dole Whip. whip. So, they Watch see my banana. Watch me a banana. <laughs> so, we've talked about this on the show before, where... We have an aluminum can shortage, and this was going on before, you know, the pandemic even hit because, yeah. you know, Trump decided to put some tariffs on foreign-made aluminum, Canadian, Chinese, whatever. Um, which is which, another word for taxes, kids. I know, which which really put a lot of people in a bind. Um, 
Well, since the pandemic hit, uh, to-go beer, uh, canned beer, packaged beer, whatever, has been just at the bread and butter for so many different breweries. And it's it it's just time uh, for a lot of breweries to start feeling the squeeze. And first up are breweries that package in... Um, off the beaten path can sizes. So we're not talking about pint cans. We're not talking about not pint twelve cans. ounce cans, not no. sixteen ounce cans. But if you're like, but the, like stovepipes, like you know, Oscar does stovepipes. Stovepipes. I haven't heard anything about stovepipes getting hit, but like shorty cans. That can is fucking adorable. I'm not gonna lie. It, it's sure, co- but like I don't want an R two D two beer. Okay. All right. Whatever. But that can's adorable. Yeah, it's called Little Buddy, too. It doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't help. So, it, it's what? what is it, like an eight-ounce, like, uh, fruited Goza that's $8 a can? Or it's a barrel-aged imperial stout or barley wine or something that I only want eight ounces of, yeah, but literally is that speaking. Is that like, what they're putting in it, though? A, a lot of times, yes. Okay. Um. This was kind of the godsend for, you know, for breweries that just wanted to do a a four pack of single serving pastry stouts. Yeah. Things that we, you know, you didn't want a pint can of. Yeah, there's definitely don't want a bomber of anymore. Yeah, there are a lot of times I don't want to speak for yourself a 16 ounce can of a pastry stout. No. I mean, I'd better really like that. And if I don't know I'm going to like that, I might skip it. If I'm the only one that's going to be drinking it. Thankfully, you know, I have somebody I can split things with. Um, But, you know, if I didn't have that option, then what the heck am I going to do? I'm probably just not going to buy some of the stuff or I'm going to find myself over serving at home. Uh, but this is, it, it's really going to start hurting breweries that have up until a year ago been really successful with doing small can sizes. Yeah, and like Pipeworks, which we've had a lot of their beers on. Uh, so this article is focused on Chicago area breweries. Right. Obviously, we're feeling this everywhere across the nation. But Pipeworks has basically said they wanted to grow. They could have potentially grown, but because of these can contracts that are so far spaced out, right? they're only able to can what they canned last year, which means they can't do they can't any more than all. what yeah. they did. You can't grow. Yeah, yeah. you can't grow. You, you are lim- literally limited by a vessel. And, it, and it's interesting because, you know, for years, the format was glass. And regardless of the pros and cons of glass as a, as a storage and serving vessel, you know, that's what everybody was doing. Yep. But then like canning came along and it was more popular. It was a little easier, probably a little more budget conscious until it's not. Yeah. You know, thankfully we're not looking at, you know, eight ounce cans or uh, bottles rather, you know, like that could be a thing. But, so, you know, I, I have an honest question, Wells, is we are looking at this potentially dark future of 2021 already being sold out of cans. And a lot of these contracts are going well into 2022 or 2023 for these. 
do we start to see the return of bottles from some of these breweries? That's a good question. I don't have an answer to. I think a lot of these uh, legacy brewers are going to be better positioned because they might still have a bottling line kicking around in the back. They could say. So there is at least as of today, as of this recording, and I would assume just ever, there isn't a simple like conversion kit for your line to say it's now a canning line versus a bottling line. It depends on your setup. I mean, it depends on the equipment that you have. Okay. Because, you know, some canning lines could not handle a switch from 22 to 12 ounce bottles. Okay. Um, I mean, it's not canning line, bottom of the line. Sorry. Um, no, 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 you're fine. I was just curious. Like, I obviously not being inside of the industry, I don't know. I know that a lot of times it's separate pieces of equipment. I didn't know if there was like an easy like little conversion kit that's like, oh, hey, I want to turn my bottling line into a canning line or I want to turn my canning line into a bottling line. Whoever comes up with an easy conversion kit is going to make a lot of money. Uh, so do we know any engineers? Copyright Craft Beer Cast 2021. Uh, hit us up. I would Let's like do think, this. I would like to think that there are people that are already in the industry that are hard at work, work on working that. on conversion lines or top men. Top men. But I mean, I guess outside of the logistics, or do, women, do do we see that maybe bottles make a short comeback over the next couple of years just to kind of get around this? I mean, I feel like Wells has hit it dead on. Where a brewery may already have that equipment, you know, or they can get it easily. Sure, you know, it's it's just like any other piece of tech. When the new thing that's out there suddenly isn't as reliable or feasible, the old tech that you can't buy anymore gets wicked expensive. I want to be able to play my old Nintendo games. Yes, I can use an emulator, but it's not really the same. Yeah. I want an old NES, and suddenly the prices start to skyrocket. Well, I was to say, as, as somebody that tried to get into vintage game collecting, NESs are cheap and abundant to find. It's the games that get sure. really fucking tough. Yep. And like, oh, hey, do you want to pay $200 for this version of Castlevania? No, no I don't. I didn't like it. No, I don't. Time. But, you know, I, I think there are some breweries that are going to be able to handle this. But for somebody who's never had a bottling line before, bringing this on is probably going to be ridiculously impossible. Yeah, because now the squeeze is on bodily lines. Sure, like canning lines, everybody, you know, shifting into canning and, you know, canning lines are going cheap and that's kind of the industry standard. But, if you know, suddenly you're looking at buying old tech that's in high demand. And I was going to say, Jeff's so, exactly right. So uh, as a PC gamer, graphics cards don't exist anymore to the point where the manufacturers were releasing cards that they called end of life because they had an abundance of them. And they're like, you want graphics cards? Here you go. Here's one from like 12 years old. Have fun because you can't buy any of the new shit. So they only made like 12 of them. Yeah. Exactly. And they sold out immediately. Exactly. So, so that they could go on eBay. Yeah. So does this mean this box of old computer parts that I've been just kind of sitting on might actually be worth something? You might want to look. Like if, I just don't know where the hell to take them anymore. Yeah. How about old, like, bullshit hard drives? Uh, I mean, hard drives, no. But if you've got an old video card, depending on what that video card was. I've got a couple of them. You might be sitting on some money, my friend. Woo! I mean, you could always, you know, repurpose it, that and make a if, if they, out of it. But. If they have a four-digit number to them and they're an NVIDIA card, you're sitting on some money. 
Oh boy, I have no idea. It's been okay. a while. I just if it's three digits, probably not. But four. I, I just have money. like you know how it is. Like you do. Oh yeah, no. There's like own, five broken computers you, in that you closet. You build your own stuff long enough. You just have some things that whatever. Yeah, I could. I could. We all have, have box o cables. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't really need this parallel port cable anymore, do I? But I no, never know. But you never the know. S- look, the second you sell it or throw it away or yes. whatever is the second or like, oh, crap. That I can one tell you time how many times I've it. thrown out like mini USB. Oh, God, and then that's the like, worst decision And I'm make. like, oh, fuck. I forgot. I still have like two things that still work. Yeah. Uh, y'all ever had Stella Artois? I yes. have. I've you know never had it. I've never had it where they cut it with a knife, though, like in the commercials where they scoop the, the foam off the top. All right. So in the U.S., it's super fancy beer. Do you know what they call that beer over in the U.K.? Um, don't know. The wife beater. It's a wife beater beer. Wife beater. Okay. That's that's what the un- so it's, unclassy drink. So it's like the Bush Light of the EU. Yes, exactly. Or the Fosters of the, or the, of the U.K. Come on. We're talking about. Fair, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair EU enough. and U.K. No. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Well, I don't know that you would look any better on it. <laughs> so, but. Well, yeah, they probably won't. So <laughs> apparently because of that, uh, and it's not really, I'm just being a smart ass, Stella Artois is going to now be brewed in the U.S. because maybe owns them. And I mean, eventually shit was going to happen anyways, and it makes right. sense. And, you know, considering it's got, at least in the U.K., such a bad label to it, it doesn't surprise me that they would just bring the manufacturing over here because... Yeah. A, I can make it cheaper, and if it's not selling, then fuck it. We'll sell yeah. it to the stupid people here. White we'll class off. it up with white gloves and and dudes knocking the foam off with a knife. I and mean, you think about how little AB believes in their consumers. Oh, like yeah. they full well look at their consumer base as if they're morons anyway. Yeah. So you know, in their eyes, they're saving money and changing nothing. Yep. They're doing the same recipe. It'll probably it'll probably actually taste better, you know, because you're not having to import it. But I mean, okay. I mean, I've had Stella Artois before. It did nothing for me. It it's to me it's it's a marketing gimmick. It's like Corona, yeah. you know, like when your beer needs a piece of citrus in it to kill the flavor, like that's a sign. When the only time that you see people serving their beers when it's in a gold glass because we all know that gold means good. Uh-huh. And a fancy dude knocks the foam off with a knife. There is one certainty to this story. Nothing will change. Three years from now, we will be on the show talking about people suing AB InBev because we thought we were buying a premium imported product. Oh, God. You're exactly right. I mean, how many times have we seen this? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Kieran was made somewhere else. I didn't know that... uh, I mean, whatever name you're yeah. like, I didn't know Guinness was made in the United States. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are because it's cheaper to at, at the, the scale that they're working at to, to build a new brewery or in this case, just upfit and upsize a lot of their existing breweries. I mean, they're like at least 10 different Budweiser or AB InBev breweries across the country. And they're all and not like small little breweries. No, they are massive they facilities. Are huge. They brew more in a day than most breweries make in a year, period. Yeah. And so now like, oh cool, Stella Artois. 
Stella Artois. We might, might as well just start calling it Stella Artois because it's American made now. How about Stella Artists? Stella Artists? Y'all got that Stella Artists? Sure. Whatever. So St. Louis made Stella Artois. Speaking of uh, uh, foreign breweries doing weird beer things, uh, Heineken isn't really seeing much of a future in beer. Uh, Oh, you don't say. So they have cut 8,000 jobs. They are, quote, moving beyond beer, end quote. Um, So is Tony gone now? I'm sure. I, I stopped following him after he slid into my DMs. Wait, what? Yeah, this was a couple years ago. He slid into your DMs? Yeah, I made some joke about, like, does that mean, like, Lagunitas is going to start being in green glass? And he's like, what the fuck? Like, ah, cool. Oh, my God. We're done here. Um, <laughs> Random. Wow. All right, then. I didn't we, know we've that. We've talked about it on the show before. We probably have. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. We've, so, anyway, we, Heineken yeah. is... Uh, Having a, a little bit of trouble just selling their beer, and of course, uh, flavor malt beverages, hard seltzers, things of that nature are, you know, becoming more and more popular. For now, for for now, but I mean, but it, they're going to cut eight thousand jobs and just say, you know, for now, yeah, and you know, try to restructure a little bit. I like I to get, get it. beyond beer. And, and, you know, we've kind of talked around this topic for a long time now. But as more breweries start to focus more into the seltzer market, because it is the new hot thing, it's unfortunate because that is, you know, the nature of what we've been building to for years. It's no longer like what's good and what can I rely on? It's what haven't I checked in yet? And what's the new hot thing? And seltzer, for whatever reason, and it still baffles me. That it's a thing. That it's a thing because yeah. again, you know, like club soda. You're, like, not, like a, you're not a Gen Z though. I, I get it, but like neither am I. <laughs> give me, a, you know, like like out. like take a lacrosse and throw some vodka in it. Boom, spike seltzer. Like that's literally what you've done. I've spiked my seltzer. Yeah. No, I know, but you're not. You're not a Gen Z. Uh, yeah. I you guess. don't get it. I don't, Although I, I, I will, is that because I don't do middle part? Right. Okay. I I will throw this out there. I didn't know Truly was Heineken. I thought Truly was... Um, no, I think this is just a picture. Okay. I, I didn't know if yeah, Heineken truly, owned all those. Yeah, no, no. These are three that are owned by Big Beard. It isn't necessarily... Okay, I was like, I thought Truly was fucking Sam Adams. But it, it is. But to me, okay. th- this kind Claw is independently or not owned by them. It's just a picture. Okay, I, it, all right. But, but like, this to me kind of ties into the last story about canning. You know... Like, it's fine to go and chase the big trend, but at some point, people are going to get sick But this trend of seltzer. hasn't gone anywhere in years, Jeff. No, no. It's not going away, dude. I get it, but, like, we said the same thing when, like, sours were big. And we were like, oh, man, when are we ever going to get rid And they've slowly died off, and there's a couple of people who do sours really well, and everybody else is focused on the next big thing, which was hazy. Okay, and then that was fine, and then it became pastry stouts. And then it's now it's milkshake IPAs, and everything has lactose in it. I, I, I'm telling you, I know where you're going with this. I, I don't see seltzers going away. I really I don't. don't. I, I would never say that they're going to go away. And I don't think they're going to die down, sadly. But they're, this, is, this is only going to be a big deal for Heineken until it stops performing. 
And at some point, people are going to get to where they... Like, you remember how um, not too long ago we were reading these stories about the beers that brewers wanted to drink. And they they were all like almost like... Lagers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like clean beer and clean beer. And it's like, it's amazing that we ever got to that after so many years of like this arms race of either how many hops can you put in a beer or how many adjuncts can you put in a beer? Yeah. And the brewers were already seeing it coming and we're starting to see more of it. There's a lot more clean beer coming to the market than there ever has been. Now, I'm not saying there's a lot, but there's more. And it makes me wonder like, you know, at some point, this will this won't replace Bud Heavy and Bushlight and everything else. This has its moment in the sun. Everybody will write it as long as they can, and eventually it'll start to fade away. All right, to play Devil's Avocado, by all means, you have some Gen Zs. Do you see them when they get to the age of drinking that they would just take some vodka or whatever their beverage of choice was? And dump it in with a seltzer or whatever. Or do you think they would just go, oh, hey, here's this thing in the grocery store. It's 15 bucks. I can just buy it and walk out. So my youngest will take the shortcut. Okay. He'll he'll, he'll buy. He would buy that. I, I don't think he'll be into that necessarily. But like he would take the shortcut because that's just how he rolls. Yeah. My oldest is more of a cook. Okay. A chef. And she's more likely to go and actually mix like something, something with good ingredients. And okay. I'm going to do it myself. Smart. Yeah. That, and I would agree. Very smart. It, it, but like, neither but one, unfortunately, it's either right nor wrong. I mean, it's just like, it's preferential. Yeah. And what I was going to say is, I guess that's my argument is I have started to really look into why seltzers are a fucking thing. And it's these Gen Z kids that just want to take the shortcut. They don't want to fuck around with, Especially here, like North Carolina is a great example. Even though the ABC store is literally like five blocks away, I can walk there. I can walk over to the Harris Theater and get my seltzer. That's two stores I have to go to. Or I can just walk into the Harris Theater and grab a seltzer and turn around and walk out. Sure. That's more work. And and I think that... And, and so... And I feel like that's why these have become a thing. And at that age, I probably would have been more inclined to take that shortcut. But then, like, as you get a little older, it's like, you know, convenience is nice. But, like, all three of us have spent an entire Saturday slaving over oh, some yeah. form of fired metal device yep. to produce a piece of meat that we could have just gone to, you know, a, a restaurant that is three to five blocks away yeah. and gotten the same thing for a lot less effort. Yeah. Or I can do it better. Well, exactly. yeah, and I was and that, say and like, that's my point. Sure, I could go and I could spend eight to twelve dollars for a to-go cocktail, or I'll just make my own. Or like, uh, all right, this is. But a- at the same time, if you just wanted a, a eight to twelve dollar cocktail, it doesn't behoove you if you're just going to do it once to buy a yeah. hundred dollars worth of ingredients. Oh yes, at for once, sure, for sure. Even though it's going to. It's like it's a high initial cost, but a lot yeah. of people just don't see the the value in that. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I'll always, and, and again, I know Jeff does not live close enough to the city to get a lot of this stuff, but a lot of times the wife will go, do you want to order a hamburger when we're like doing, you know, to-go food or getting shit delivered? And, no, and I want a cheeseburger. My immediate response is, You'll no. get nothing and like it. 
because I can make it fucking better. Yeah. Like if if I'm going to spend twenty plus dollars on getting a hamburger delivered that's going to be cold, it's going to be overcooked, it's going to be nothing that I want. No, I refuse. Yeah, I can take the twenty five minutes it takes me to go out to my grill and make my own yep. and make it a thousand times fucking better. That's where I am with steak. I, I won't buy steak when I'm out. Yeah. I won't buy. There's a lot of stuff I won't buy when I'm out because I can make it better. But like brisket's one of those things that I'm just like, it's so much work. It's really not. Believe it's it or not, it's really super not. fucking easy. I was, I was. You My fucking st- trained me to the point where I was terrified to do it. I made a brisket. It was the easiest thing I ever did. Okay, okay, it but, was you, but you, but you, but you both have triggers and or green eggs. I have to go and futz with my damn smoker every thirty minutes, and so to that I say, I don't have a green egg. I have a generic green egg. Oh my god! <laughs> Anyways, final story. Well, I don't have a trigger. I have a green mountain grill. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like the same thing, but still, triggers are shit. Well, final story. So, uh, Mick Ultra got in a little bit of trouble and now has a, an injunction against it. Uh, their Super Bowl commercial had. Uh, they described Mick Ultra Organic Seltzer as being the, quote, only national USDA certified organic hard seltzer, end quote. Uh, yeah, I sighed hard when I saw those commercials. So the Mick the, Ultra really wants you to know that it's organic, just so, in general. So the brand. problem is there is another USDA certified, uh, USDA certified organic hard seltzer. Uh, out there that has sued and been successful in getting this injunction. Uh, it looks like it's going to hinge on the word national because the suing company is uh Susie's brewing company. Um, it's like, look, we have a, a product that meets all of these criteria too, uh, except for the word national, uh, so they're just seeking and have won an injunction against it. So, so ABM Bev, who is suing Constellation over Seltzer, is themselves getting sued over, over Seltzer. Seltzer. Yeah, Inception, right? Seltzerception, in- Seltzerception, in- in- Seltzerception. <laughs> Don't pull a muscle. Um, it's too late. I hope you've been stretching. Yeah, I, 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 this was one of the ones that I read, and, and like I just had to kind of laugh because it's, it's all you know the uh, Pacific Northwest company that's upset over the fact that they were actually the first organic, you know, and, and which that process that cert- isn't cheap. No, no, and that's cert- all, and that certification is legitimate, and it you know like their point is like, well, it is a national certification. It's not like just an Oregon certification or yeah. a Washington certification. It's national. Yeah. So they're the first national. Now they're not nationally distributed, like you know, Mick Ultra Seltzer, which <sighs> the difference between Mick Ultra and Mick Ultra Seltzer, I think, is the fruit flavor. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. it's it doesn't cost very much money for them to just. <laughs> modify their verbiage on these ads. All they would need to say is they are a nationally certified USDA approved, whatever, but, but like the first and only or whatever, like for real, but you're not real dog. So that's, that's all that this lawsuit is seeking. 
hey, would you just mind? Oh, not would you just mind? It's it's a little bit more forceful than that. Would you kindly? Would you kindly? Yeah, would you kindly uh, change your verbiage on your ad a little bit? Hey, I'll knock just, that off. Just change your voiceover. Knock that shit off. Just modify your script uh, to have it actually reflect. I mean, come on. You are a USDA certified organic hard seltzer producer. Cool. But to say you are like the first and only, not cool. Because like, you're not. It, and like how how small are your parts that you feel like you need to be able to say you're the one and only? Well, not one and only, but... Or the, or the first for that matter. Oh, you know, that good, huh? <laughs> Can't wait. I mean, okay, like it is quite typical for AB and Bev to go out and tweak the facts a little bit for the sake of good copy and good advertising. Yeah. But somebody's like, look, uh, no, you're lying. You're seems like it'd be a shit. real quick and easy thing for them to fix. Or just not even re-record the ads. If they would just... They do new commercials for less effort. Sure. Yeah. But you already have the guy doing damn voice recording. Why don't you just like do a little cut here and a little cut there? And bleep take, it out. And just put a put a freaking bleep in the middle of the commercial. Put that a bleep would, in it. That would okay, first off, uh copyright twenty twenty one craft beer cast. So when they do that, we can sue them for that. Yes. But like them bleeping out that section would probably get more attention than anything else they could. Oh, hundred percent. What are they bleeping out? Yeah, what 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 are they bleeping out? You won't believe what ABM bleeped out of their commercial. Marketers hate them for this one simple trick. That's right. Hate them. Are we ready for break? Oh, yeah. All right. We'll be back in 30. Time for buy no buy. Wells, how does that work? Well, we've been drinking beers throughout the show. Uh, it's time for us to tell you what you think, or tell tell you what we think using a very simple system. It's a buy or a no buy, a one or a zero. Uh, up it's first. on or it's off. Yeah, Jeff, up first. Up what first uh, from burial. Man, it's been a minute since we had a burial. Beer. I know. We saw this in the keyser, and it's going to be it. a hazy IPA. It is. Oh, despite all this lunacy, despite all this lunacy. Oh, sure. Okay. I mean, that's what their cans look like. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, it's it's a hazy IPA. Uh, select Victorian Galaxy, Rawaka, Cashmere, and Citra Cryo. Um, it's actually a a solid IPA. Um, I don't. I don't dislike it. I just don't know that I will, number one, ever see it again because they cycle through their beers so freaking much. They punch the button on the random word generator to spit out the the, the label and the name and everything. Um, the number of times that I've been like, you know, I really like that burial beer. I would like to buy more of it and have been able to find it with the exception of Surf Wax has been pretty much zero. 
Um, it's a solid beer, but I, I probably won't be able to find it again, so I'm going to buy it. All right. Wells. I like burial hazies. I'm kind of a known for buying burial hazies, just like, oh, cool, it's the new one. Uh, this one left kind of a disappointed taste in my mouth. Like, I just can't see myself, even if they were to make this beer a second or a third or a fourth time, like, I'm just not going back to the well on it, so no buy. Josh. So, like, but, like, isn't that difficult as a brewery to get brand loyalty when you never make the same thing again? No, Besides because... Surf wax? Idiots like me and Wells will buy anything that they put out and go, oh, it's a new burial beer. And, but and but every- this one has Simcoe and Citra Cryo, and the other one has Citra Cryo and Simcoe, so it's totally different. Yeah. But like every time I, I'm at a beer shop and I see, you know, the big display of burial beer, I just like I just shut down and I move on. Maybe I'm just too old for this shit. I think you are. Josh, where are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you all. It's like anytime I see a burial beer, it's like, oh, it's a new burial beer. Huzzah, hooray. And then I drink it. And I mean, I saved this one in case we needed an emergency beer. And that's kind of what it was. That's what you did. You totally saved it. I did. Because I bought a four pack. Like all of the beers that I brought, these were all four packs that I bought for the Super Bowl. I got you. <laughs> and then slowly kind of whittled through them and. This is one of those where I'm like, hey, if we need another beer, sure. Why not? It ain't that good. It's <laughs> out of the burial beers that we've had. Eh, uh, we've had better. So no way. Next beer up. Uh, Divine Barrels Oatmeal Stout. What's that? It, it, it's just an oatmeal stout. Really? There's just no, j- just an oatmeal stout? No, no fancy name. No clever puns. Just oatmeal stout. If you look on the underside, it does say silk sheets. So I think this is how they're going to be differentiating uh, different batches without having to go through label label approval. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of like the Italian Pilsner is just a nice basic white label. that tells you exactly what's in the can. It is an oatmeal stout. It is uh, smooth because of the oatmeal. It is roasty and a good stout. Uh, this is a really good beer. You should have it in your fridge at the end. Bye. Well, I brought this on the show because Josh was complaining about why people don't make regular stouts anymore we Josh even, brought it on the show you saved your oh, oh I'm sorry that's right you whatever I was going to bring it on the show you then, were and then I saved you so you uh, could have okay. that can okay so look it tastes like an imperial stout or oatmeal stout it tastes it says oatmeal stout on the damn can label uh if you look at this and you'll have an idea of what you're getting yourself into. And it is exactly that it is to the style and it's to the point. And it is just a good beer. It's not going to point blow, to the point. No break, but it's Cook like MC's like a pound of bacon, but it's not going to like blow your socks off, but it is something that you can go through a couple four packs of and still feel good about. Uh, super by Josh as Dennis green once famously said, it is what it says it is. Yeah. This is just a fucking oatmeal stout and God bless Divine Barrel for making it. There's no weird adjuncts to it. It's just roasty. It's smooth. It's everything I wanted in just a plain oatmeal style. It's the beer that's the beer without you having to worry about like, wait, which one is this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what adjuncts does this have in this? Not to say that adjuncts are necessarily bad or, or, or unwanted. It just sometimes gets old like, and tiring sometimes. Well, especially considering the lineup we've got tonight. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm prefacing myself, but... 
sometimes I just want an oatmeal stout. Or like they did the same thing with the coffee stout. It was excellent. Yeah. Because it was like, sometimes I just want that basic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is an absolute buy. And I actually really do think what they're doing with these labels is smart. Like, it's just like, hey, here's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you remember when the big thing uh, back during the Lost Era was uh, all the labels you could get for like, you know, labeling all your stuff in your house to make it look like it came from Lost because it was all like basic yeah, utilitarian from the Dharma, labels. Yeah, from the Dharma, Dharma Initiative. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Same God. kind of I'm having all sorts of flashbacks now. Yeah, I bet let's, you is. Let's journey back. All right, next beer up. Uh, you might even be having Outer Visions from Fonta Flora. No? Okay. Uh, Outer Visions from Fonta Flora is a double-mashed Imperial Stout conditioned on Madagascar vanilla. 12%. It sure doesn't drink like it. Man, oh, man. Smooth. It goes down easy. The vanilla is nice and slight, uh, but yet still prominent enough to let you know that it's there. This is... A very good 12% beer. I would buy this again. You're buying, well, you're buying a Fanta Flora beer? What the two now. fuck that's, is that, happening? That's either two or three now. Uh, that that um, Imperial Alt beer they made. Maybe. Here. Perhaps if we had devices in front of us. Yeah, so we I don't, don't want to look it up. That's All right. Well, well so yeah, dude. Solid Imperial Stout. Real smooth. Easy drinking surprisingly 12%. Uh, the vanilla is right on, if not just a little under. Um, <laughs> this is something that could have been on paper, a train wreck and it wasn't 12% double mashed. Why would this be a train wreck vanilla. on paper? I'm curious. I mean, look, things could go wrong. Okay. And instead they didn't. Big buy, Josh. Hoo-wee. This is delicious. The vanilla, <laughs> the vanilla is there. It's not overwhelming. It's not definitely not fake vanilla. Like, wow. Uh, I'm I'm imagining this has to be twenty twenty five bucks for a four pack of it, but I think so. Yeah, I was say <laughs> I, I figured as much. He looked like he was going to fight you there for a second. He's like, no, 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 no. that sounds right. <laughs> no, that sounds right. Yeah, no, that uh, sounds right. Even at that price point, I'd still jump all over this. This is. Fucking delicious. That's real good. I mean, 20, 25 bucks for a 12%. Oh, no, no, no. But, no but I'm not 12, complaining. 12 ounce cans. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Bomber math. I mean, you know, you're in for like a $12 bomber. You would buy that all day long. Yeah, but, exactly. But I, don't, but I don't want a bomber. No, no, I get it. 12 ounce cans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I like you're not, you don't have to sell me on it. Oh. I'm completely there. It's that, it's that sticker shock of a $25 four pack, which my brain still has a hard time with until I go and I say, oh, wait, but the, like, Per ounce. As a bomber. Yeah. Like I bought bombers at more than this for for nastier less. beer. Yeah. All right. Next beer up. Uh next beer up from uh Monday Night Brewing. Situational ethics. Uh this is their vanilla barrel aged affogato imperial stout. Thanks, Josh. 13.9%. Um, it's a combination of toasted coconut. Batdorf and Bronson espresso beans, Ugandan vanilla beans. Um, it even suggests maybe even pouring this over coconut ice cream. Oh, because I have so much coconut yeah. ice cream at home. Like I'm sitting there because like now I'm like, 
Is coconut ice cream a thing? Yes, yeah, it is. Is it really? Lactose intolerant people, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's not good, but it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, it's not good, but it's a thing. Um, this pours like motor oil. It drinks like a super heavy imperial stout. Where the the fauna flora was an imperial stout and was sneaky. Um, this lets you know that it's there. It's not overly boozy, but between the barrel and the vanilla, um, man, it is it is chewy and sumptuous and decadent and delicious, and I love every bit of it. So I'm a big buy on this one. Well, I'm with you uh, in that I love this beer. It is. It is that Fauna Flora beer turned up to 11. For sure. Um, or at least 13.9. For a... a <laughs> for See a, what I did there. Yeah. For like a more regular drinker, I think I'm going to reach for the Fauna Flora. For a, oh my God, something special just happened. I'm going to reach for the Monday night. But... It's a Monday. Yeah. But uh, it is. <laughs> uh, look, I'm still going to buy this Monday night. It is decadent. It is dessert. You don't need dessert if you open up this beer. Um, I I really have yet to be let down by Monday night's barrel age stuff, and I challenge anybody to send me a shitty Monday night barrel age beer. Fair enough. So yeah, I'm a buy. Josh. So if you guys remember, I turned a certain age this year. Yes. Uh, when Wells went to Monday night and he sent us the pictures, I said, oh, I need one of those. Yeah, you did. I purposely had saved that for myself for my big number day. And I thought, you know what? No, I can't do this to you guys. Like, I have to share this with you. I knew what it was going to be. And I made the right decision and not hogging this for myself as much as I wanted to, as much as I fought it. It's a good beer. It's fucking delicious. And yes, Wells, I, I am seconding that challenge. Please send me. A bad barrel-aged Monday night beer. I don't think I have found one yet. Yeah. Don't abuse it. Like, don't fuck it up for us. Yeah, don't send intentionally it. send some weird-ass shit. I but. just don't think that you that Monday night has made a, a bad barrel-aged beer. At least not that I've had. Yeah, I would agree with you. So uh, far, I'm batting a thousand. I'm good. Jeff, final beer up? Uh, final beer up from uh, across the border in South Kakalaki. Legal Remedy Brewing's Sentence to Life. A barrel aged barley wine ale, and uh, they they like to um, do a lot of their stuff around the legal profession. Um, this this can is is cute. It says uh, uh, it's a barley wine brewed with malt from the Carolina Malt House. Uh, after fermentation, it was laid to rest in freshly dumped bourbon barrels. You know, notes of dried dark fruit, oak, tobacco, and leather. Time served twelve months. Aw, that, that's kind of cute. Um, that all being said. It smells like apples, like like apple cider, and um, doesn't taste as good. Uh, it's ten percent, and um, I don't know if like the last two just killed me, and I just can't enjoy this. But I just don't enjoy this. So um, I'm imagining that this one's going to have a higher price point because it's a barrel aged barley wine, and I just can't see myself buying it. So no buy for me. Well. I'm definitely with you. It's got it's got apples. Um, it definitely some fusel alcohol going on. Uh, I think. Look, I love me some barrel aged barley wine. I love barley wine. At least this just isn't it for me. 
I, I'm the no buy. Josh. I immediately dumped this after taste one. It was trash. It made hate to my mouth. Fuck this beer. Well, is this time I tap that? How does that work? Well, uh, after uh, after all that, uh, so I tap that. What are we going to choose uh, if we were to be able to put one of these beers on our home kegerator? You know, so I tap that as interesting because it tends to be like our favorite beer of the show. You know, what's our, our best in show, MVP, all-star, what have you. Um, our Tom Brady, if you will, of the beers. Oh, you mean in that it had all the best ingredients and everything handed to it and it didn't really have a hard time at all? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but, you know, like, I'm, I'm looking at this Monday night, and that's, that's without a doubt my favorite beer of the show. But, man, getting through a keg of that would be, would be a challenge. And I've especially as of late shown that I have a hard time with that kind of stout getting through it in, in, a, in a manageable amount of time. Um, man, that oatmeal stout though, from divine, like I like, I feel like that that's a goes with everything, crush it, you know, weekly, daily. Um, that's kind of my jam right now. Wells, what are you tapping? While I thought the situational ethics was the most interesting beer, uh, what's the one that I just want to keep coming back to? And it's just below that. It's that Outer Visions. It really did a number for me, uh, on me, whatever. It, I, I just want more of it. Yeah. I don't blame you. Josh? Josh, what do you think? You're, uh, I see you're already uh, checking yourself off for the uh, bar- barrel-aged barley wine, so. <sighs> no, I was just fixing the spreadsheet there for a second. But what's sad, did you guys notice I knew exactly where you were going? Yeah. I, I, I knew where Jeff was going to go, and I knew where Wells was going to go. because I hovered, you know? Yeah, I hovered right over those he cells. He pays attention to us. Isn't that sweet? I do. Uh, but yeah, there's no question about it. If I could get situational ethics, yes, please. Give me all of that. I will cozy up to it. It will be delicious. Yeah. Especially now. Like, it's cold. It's rainy. It it sucks. The weather's terrible. It is, in perspective, for our normal area, it is, quote, unquote, cold. Yes. But it's not cold. I mean, like... It's cold for here. If I'm cold outside, I don't need somebody who or I'm... You're not cold. Who cares? No, it's fucking cold. I've been here long enough. It's cold. Um... Yeah, I, I, I'm really happy that I did not just hog that beer for myself. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good share beer, and I appreciate you sharing it. It's it's kind of like some of those those one-off Revolution cans I get. It's like, I would totally enjoy this all by myself, yeah. but, but maybe I'll bring them in. Maybe I've trolled you guys enough that sometimes you can get a good beer. All right, Jeff, <sighs> we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Uh, as per usual, go to craftbeercast.com for our old episodes. Um, yeah. At CBcast on the Twitters. Slide into our DMs. Facebook. Read it. You know. Read it. You want to go. <laughs> Tweeter. Read it. Um, what else are we on? OnlyFans. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Instamatic Grims. And uh, where can they find you, Wells? <laughs> I hate you both so much. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at all the Wells. All one word. Josh. 
You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend. Like tell and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Just tell somebody. Like, you know, our numbers are growing and I love it. I love to see it. Keep it happening. Keep it keep it going, please. We we do this out of our own pockets and we do it because I kinda like the two of these guys sometimes. Wrong. Fake news. I mean, we only hang out like occasionally outside of the show. Well, we to be fair, it's really hard to hang out in general right now. So well, it is, but uh, uh, I mean, uh, it's not damn. like we, we were Let hanging out my throat all that much beforehand. Anyways, we'll talk to you guys next Thursday.